Okay, it's the Chicago Bears. Dan Hampton, an Arkansas Razorback, who played as a Chicago Bears defensive tackle from 79 to 90, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 02. Ed Obradovich, the U of I, Eli and I, drafted to the Bears in 1962, part of the NFL Championship team of 1963. Glenn Kozlowski, BYU Cougar, who played six years on the Bears, specializing in special teams and wide receiver. Mark Carmen. You, Mark Carmen. Yeah. You're just a sexy young guy that doesn't know a, a damn thing. Welcome to the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN. All right, playoff football is here. Hamp and OB with Kaz, 720 WGN, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We started about uh, 10 minutes ago. Hampo, I-, I thought it was interesting that you, you made note that uh, you thought that Mitchell Trubisky got better today. He did. And, you know, and, and there's no secret about the fact that all year we have had, you know, concerns about his development. And, yes, the offense is uh, s- very much suited for what he is capable of doing. And we saw some errant throws today, but a lot of the uh, the throws that he had to come up with he made them happen. And you know what? There's a lot to be said for that. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to avoid catastrophe plays, and you got to be able to you know, put the offense in position to score. He did that in this game where we all knew going in, uh, you know, you, you got to rely on your defense and be smart and, 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 and allow the offense to kind of gin. And once the running game started um, – it was almost a veda complete. This you and I got to tell you, all all through the game, I kept saying to myself, "Wait a minute, the Bears don't have a damn thing to to, to gain, and yet they are outplaying the Vikings across the board on the offensive line, on the defensive line, the secondary, our receivers. Think about this: Kevin White actually made a big play on the third down. Think about Weems; he had four catches today. A guy we haven't." Never even looked at his only but, four catches all year, Dan. Oh, I, I know. All third down catches, so that's a money player. Oh, and and, and at, at, the, at its very essence, this team basically said, "I don't care what everybody says. It, it, everybody may call it meaningless, but guess what? We get paid. We're wearing the Bears' colors. We're going to go out there and put a hurting on somebody, and they did. And you know what?" Yeah, I think this game cost Mike Zimmer his job, the head coach of the Vikings, because all they had to do was find a way to beat a Chicago Bear team that really had nothing to play for, and we outplayed them all night. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You look at the Vikings, our defense mauled those guys. Third down, one of 11. One third down out of 11 attempts. I'll tell you what, the defense... And, and and I I you know, I'm so glad that Nagy, I think he told his guys on offense guys, you go out there, we're gonna do what we've done all year. If it's dink and dunk or whatever you want to call it, that's what we're gonna do because we won with it. And I'll guarantee you, Fangio, he didn't let his guys up. He played his guys basically almost to the last what? Three, four plays or the last series of downs. Last, right. Last and, two series, I think, they started making yeah, changes. And I'll tell that, you what. Still, they were out there playing. They, they went after them quarter after quarter, play after play, and I was glad to see that. I didn't want anybody to go in this game thinking they got to do so much if they win to find if they don't. 
That was great coaching. That was great play by our players. What a great victory to go into the playoffs season now. And we're and by the way, we are playing at home. Now I'm not sure what day it is, but we are playing at home. So folks, get ready because I'm going to tell you something. I don't think one damn thing is going to change. If we're winning with Dink and Dunk, we're going to win. I don't think our defense is going to get lost or take a vacation. They're going to be there quarter after quarter every game going into the playoffs. And if I'm the other team, I'm really worrying a hell of a lot about the Bears, especially the Bears' defense. You know, and and that's the one thing about this. This was a playoff game for the Vikings. And not only did we match their intensity, we demolished them. Think about this. That Minnesota defense, which I don't really care for, they were number one in the league on third down conversion, you know, allowed. We were able to convert eight of 14. Our defense stopped them every time except once on third down. They were only one of 11. So all this being said, all these, all these different things that the, you know, the Vikings should have used as, you know, playing from a, a position of strength. We neutralized it in every facet. Uh, Hold on. I just want to jump in, Glenn, real quick here. Uh, Dan and I were talking about Zimmer. I'll tell you what. I I thought that guy was a spot-on coach from every I've seen him go. And I'm going to tell you what. What happened to the Vikings this year and the way it ended up at the end of this game. Did you see where Mike Zimmer was? He was sitting on on the bench. Talking to, I don't know, I guess some executive. That was Spielman, the general manager. Okay, he was sitting there talking to him about, I don't know what, but Dan and I, we talked. We both agreed, this guy is fired. He's done. He's absolutely done. That was our prediction. We'll we'll see. I I mean, I I think, you know, I I agree, but I I think they'll give him a little leeway because they they had injuries on defense and really cousins that they spent all that money on. Was, is horrific. He's a dog. He's not a good player. He makes our young kid who has accuracy issues, and you know, there's still things that he has to improve in, but I agree, Dan. He played a much better game. His accuracy is still off, but when it mattered, he made plays. He took sacks instead of running. He slid instead of trying to get an extra yard. He actually played the way he's going to need to play for the Bears to win in the playoffs. My only concern Again, special teams, and it, it isn't really the cover teams. The cover teams are great. You know, uh, as much as I love Cohen as a great player, he, he's, he's hurting us on punt return because he's just trying to do too much. Instead of catching the ball, get north and south, and taking the yardage you can get with his speed, he would be unstoppable. And then the other problem is our kicker. So, you know, really those are the only things we got to shore up. And, and honestly, Ed, you could call it a dink and dunk. What I saw today was an offense that lined up and said, here we are, it is playoff time, and we are going to whip your ass on the front of the line, and we're going to push you down the field, and we're going to have a 100-yard rusher. And that's what they did today. It wasn't dink and dunk. That was just old-school power football. And they had a lineman, their their uh, sixth lineman, line up as a fullback. That was unbelievable. Say, say what you want to say. That's a smart play, and let's give Nagy credit. You know, it, it, listen, he's the head coach of this team. This team, these these young players, buy into everything he's selling. And yeah, I get it. You know, we got a great D coordinator. We do, but it's this young coach that 
you know, quite frankly, I've scratched my head <laughs> over the course of the year, but they buy into them, and and we're talented, and so you do got to give you know Brian Pace his his due also, Dan, as the guy that put this team together. Now he had to do it through um, free agency, not necessarily through the draft. Yeah, the checkbook draft choices out there to make us still good. Well, Glenn, I, I happen to disagree with you. I still think we're a dink and dunk team. That's how yeah, we got yeah. here, and I don't think we're going to get away from that. And if you were no, listening to me right. earlier, the number one thing I said, what has made a difference, and that when our offensive line came alive, grew up, and started playing big boy football against the Rams. They've been a force every game afterward, and that's what's brought our running game back and alive. It's just and, an- and that allows us to not dink and dunk, you know, honestly, because you saw – actually go down the field, uh, Trubisky go down the field today because our running game was powerful. And it just it allows a one-read quarterback to use play action. You know, you saw, you saw Goff it, when he came here. When they took the runaway and then we got after the quarterback, he, he, did he look any better than our young guy? He, he looked like the same guy. He had no clue. So really – you know, that's, that's really the key. You run the ball, and you could now play action, and you're going to really hurt a defense. And just a couple stats I want you to talk about with the offensive line. In the Rams game, that was the first time that Jordan Howard went over 100 yards on the year, 19 carries for 101. That's 5.3 a carry. And then today, 21 carries for 109, 5.2 yards per carry. That's the, the two times that he's gone over 100 yards. And if you remember going back, the whole thing was one thing to give the ball to Howard, and people kept saying, "Look, later in the year when it gets cold, and you got to really start grinding out games. That's when you're going to see Jordan Howard." And we did. No, and, and you know, early in the game, and you were talking about when they brought in uh, the offensive guard, the reserve guard, number seventy nine, and put him at fullback, and they ran a lead, and he wound up blocking the Mullen, the middle linebacker, and Jordan Howard went for nine yards. Well, right. a few, you know, a series later, here he comes back in. Uh, and they line him up, and I said, they're going to do play action. Sure enough, they raise up and then hit Kevin White on a 17-yard completion. So, you know, what Nagy is is able to do with his combination of players and his combination of play calls is remarkable. Again, this is not a pedestrian defense. This is one of the better defenses in all of football with their back against the wall, and if they weren't wanting to win, then you need to run everybody out of that that uh, yeah, you know that, that, that organization. If they didn't want to win, right? But it, the point it, is, it didn't matter. Our offense controlled the tempo of the the day. We controlled the the time of possession. They never got across the fifty until a minute and twenty eight seconds left in the first half. So when you have an offense that controls the clock and controls what they want to do. And you have a defense playing like ours, this is going to be a real salty little job for anybody thinking they're going to come in here and beat the Bears. Dan, when you convert one time, one time on third down in an entire football game, you got a problem. You got a big problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's call the Chicago Bears, though, Ed, too. I mean, let's. Let's give credit to what our defense. I, I mean, watching Goldman, and here's a kid. I've, I've listened to you, Ed, and I respect your opinion on anything that has to do with football. But you remember you used to say, look how he gets in his stance. Look how he does this. Look how he does that. That kid doesn't do it anymore. The whole mentality of this team has changed, and they're, they're just playing you know, a, a uh, 
Chicago Bear football brand of football. I mean, this is this is like a throwback defense that just goes out and hey, they're, they're not they don't care what the offense does. They're yelling to them, just don't turn the ball over, and we got the rest. I mean. Does not does this not feel that way for you guys watching the game? No, just don't no, turn the ball over offense. We'll we'll handle the rest of it. And they, and they didn't, and they haven't. Uh, again, the right. Ram game was a you know was one of those nights where we all know what happened. Mitchell Trubisky reading all the reports about you know Jared Goff and uh, Patrick Mahomes. He wanted to be a big shot, and he goes out and he gets himself in trouble throwing three interceptions. Well, since then they've got him down. Where are they saying, hey? Do what we tell you. Don't try to be a Mr. Creative. Just do what we ask you to do, and we're going to win games. And that's all that should matter. But here's one hidden hand about tonight's game. We all know that, you know, in the in the future, will this team be as good next year? And I heard you guys talking about salary cap and, and so forth before we got on. But with with Mike Zimmer basically failing and probably going to get fired up in Minnesota, the chances of a older defensive coordinator getting another head coaching job may not be as prevalent and it looks to me like maybe Vic Fangio was maybe here for quite a while now uh, which is a good yeah. thing yeah that's a good news you're that's right good for that's us. great news 312-981-7200 the 12-4 Bears can they win the Super Bowl your thoughts as the Bears enter the yes, playoffs yes they can <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's scary that you and I and Dan are now on Mark Carmen's little uh, uh, wagon with training wheels, but it, it, we're on there. We can, I, I agree 100%. They can win it. We can roll back the tape when they were 3-3, three and three and I said they would win the next four, and I got I, lambasted by the show. I, did I not point out that? <laughs> I, I brought that up. You did. Mark, I'll give you credit because, I, you know, hey, listen, I underestimated Nagy's ability as a, as a head coach, and then... You know, allowing his coordinators, really his D coordinator, to to really be the head coach of the defense, it kind of has a, a sense of how you get to the Super Bowl, right, Dan? I mean, you really well, need those two strong leaders to guide both sides of the uh, offense and defense. And you know what? I think it was uh, George Washington said, "Anything's possible as long as you don't mind who gets the credit." And right now, they don't care. They just want to win, and they they're, they keep doing it. Back to the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Happy New Year to everybody. Bears will start 2019 in the playoffs. 312-981-7200 is the phone number as the Bears have wrapped up the season winning nine of their last 10 games that is I'm the, who who in the world saw this coming nobody and, and you know folks we, we tip our cap and, and you know all year long we've had issues you know Nagy getting cute bringing in the defensive lineman in and it's funny my my dear friend Richie Galgano had three of his boys in and they were saying oh put Akeem Hicks in down on the goal line and you know the kids all love it and, and fans love it obviously OB and I were old school we're like oh you're gonna you're gonna really get somebody PO'd about this well they don't care they don't care. And you know what? I like the fact they went out there today. They, and the, everybody in Minnesota expected the uh, the Bears to roll up in a ball and the Vikings to win. They don't care. They stuck it to them. And you know what, OB? That makes a, a fan base love this team. Well, that uh, that's well and good. But I, I Jordan Howard, I'm more of a Jordan Howard uh, fan. Uh, I think Jordan Howard, is, by the way, he is a running back. He's big enough. 
He's powerful enough. He hits like a guy that weighs 500 pounds when he goes into that line, and he's very, very tough to get down, to bring down. And I'll tell you something, to yank him out on the goal line and put Hicks in there, I thought that was a slap in the kid's face. You are the running back. You're the best running back on this team, one of the better ones in the league. Let him do the running. Let him, if when it's time, score a touchdown. He ran the ball down there. Give the damn ball to him. Let him score a touchdown. You don't need to play this stuff. And uh, well, go ahead, I go ahead, agree, Cass. except for I think what we are seeing is Jordan Howard and, and Dan said it best. This team doesn't care. They they actually really genuinely care for each other, and you see it with the offense and the defense and the way they interact with each other. And you know they, they'll defend each other in the in the uh, media, and they'll defend each other you know the, out in the community. So they don't care, but. Ed, you're, you're right. You're, you're right on what you're saying, but it does what it does do. You know, Dan, the one part that we didn't talk about when they had the uh, reserve lineman in, he actually ran a seam route on that play action pass, and he pulled this, uh, a, a, a backer that had to go with him when we hit White on that big third down play. So, as much as you know, he Nagy adds to this. And at 79, hey, guess what? As long as he reports, he's eligible. And so he literally ran this kid, you know, what you would normally think is a run, so everybody's cheating up and going to collapse on Howard. They're on a play action, get a first down, and probably if the kid was open, they probably would have hit him because he has really good hands. He made one of the better catches in the end zone 79 you know, a few weeks ago. The great so, Bradley Soul, seventh year yeah, out of I Mississippi. Mean, look, just, he adds to everything, and that's why even with Hicks in there, you know, it, they continue to keep adding things to throw the defenses off off tilt a little bit. And, yeah, it's irritating, but – these guys don't care, and if you're winning, guess what? To the to the you know the winners go the spoils. So, uh, fan base is going to love it. Let's do the Marconi play we relish, which is brought to you by Marconi Jardinera. You can put it on everything, relish all your meals because Marconi makes it better. Hampo, well, it has to be Taylor Gabriel, and he left the game with a bad shoulder, and so did Anthony Miller. But the the catch. That nobody saw coming, OB. And, you know, this was, it was, a, what was it, third and five, something like that. And it was, hey, let's go for the moon. All year long, you say, stretch the defense, go for the end zone. They did it. And that was a seven. hell of a catch. Third and seven, right. But here's the other thing. Our young quarterback looked to the right side, moved the safety, and, and, and there was a blitz coming, too, and he had to throw it early. And he knew where he was going with it because he had the one-on-one coverage. And, see, those are the little things I'm looking for for our quarterback when you talk about him getting a little better, Dan. He actually moved the safety with his yes. eyes and came back to the left, and it was a spectacular catch, but it was a pretty Good throw because he kept it in play and allowed his receiver to make a play on it. We'll get to your calls coming up after seven o'clock. Your three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred Bears beat the Vikings twenty four to ten. They finish up the year twelve and four. Let us uh, get a check of news in two minutes on seven twenty WGN. This is the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com dot on seven twenty WGN twenty four ten. We are awaiting word as to when the Bears will play. It'll either be Saturday or Sunday. We do know that, obviously. But is it under further review? Apparently it is. I uh, that, that will come out at least at some point tonight. So 
We are paying attention. When we know, we will pass it along, obviously. 312-981. And in a selfish way, we want it to be Saturday because we've got complications on Sunday. So right. hopefully, folks, uh, if you like our show, uh, the game will be played on Saturday. Yeah, well, we're rooting for a nice Saturday night at Soldier Field. We'll, we'd love to spend a late Saturday night with you and have a big party right here on 720 WGN if the Bears work over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, let's uh, get some phone calls in here. 312-981-7200. Roosevelt by Midway Airport has been waiting patiently. Roosevelt, thanks for taking some time for calling the show. Go ahead, Roosevelt. Thank you for taking my call. Happy, happy, happy New Year, by the way, guys. Uh, I particularly appreciated the fact that Trubinsky didn't force the issue. Every time he was in trouble, whether it be pressure or if he was in the pocket, he took the sack. I think we gave up, uh, what, two sacks? Yes, yeah, so, I'm mistaken. Yeah, Pretty, yeah like one or two. But he, it was, like you said, he made smart plays with the ball instead of just trying to make a big play. Exactly. That's the, the, the point that I was trying to make. And also the fact that uh, I was going to – this is a question to any of you. Uh, do you guys think that uh, Kevin White's going to be incorporated in the playoffs more? In other words, in other words is he going to get more playing time? No. He, Thank you for the call. You got it, Rosal. Kevin White's not playing. By the way, there was no sacks on Trubisky because when, when he did get taken down, they were on penalties. So, oh, yeah. you're right. You're right. They, Both did, of them. they flagged him for illegal uh, holding down. Defensive holding. So. The magic right, right. continues, and and you know, let's talk about Kevin White. You know, remember that Allen Robinson did not play, did not dress when Anthony Miller and, and Taylor Gabriel left the field. Then that created space opportunity for Kevin White and and John Wims and those guys and uh, Bellamy. Uh, he was in uh, quite a bit in the fourth quarter. Uh, here, here's the thing: if if we see a lot of Kevin White. I don't know if that's a good thing because <laughs> I'm not, telling you, <laughs> those top three receivers we have, and, and you, you, you know, and, and throw in the tight end. Uh, my goodness, uh, they they fit this offense of Matt Nagy's, you know, design to perfection, don't they, Cos? Yeah, they do, and and more importantly, Bellamy really he plays quite a bit, but he really is one of those guys, what, what he does do well is he is probably the best blocking wide receiver. So it does help in the run game to have a, a big body like that, That and he understands the offense. So it, it, it has helped. But you're right. I mean, look, if we're seeing Kevin White, that means we had some injuries that we didn't anticipate, and now he's out there. Although he played pretty well, so I don't know if it's the system, the coaching, but... Uh, Clearly, it has to be both because that's the most complete he's looked. And he, he really ran some nice routes tonight. And this is the first time I've seen the kid run a quality route, Ed, where you could say, okay, that's an NFL receiver. He, you know, he got down, he sold the streak, he, he stayed chest over his toes when he came out of his break. He did all those little details that allow you to play in the NFL. So he has improved, even though he's not out on the field. 312 is the phone number. Uh, and I, maybe we did speak too soon there, but, but Nagy did say after the game we might play some of his press conference that both Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller should be able to play next week. Who knows if that's accurate or not, and you would think that Allen Robinson's going to be back on the field. And, and you know, obviously, temperature, game field condition, all those things, you know, with the shoulder – you just fall on one of those, you know, it, it, it just uh, on one of those frozen field kind of situation. You know, I, the the shoulder, you know, really starts to aggravate. So, hopefully, uh, those guys will not only be available but able to play. Three one two nine eight. Gabriel, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Let's uh, let's get Neil in here uh, quickly, cause Neil, welcome to WGN. Thanks for being patient. No problem. Love you guys. Love you guys' show. Uh, I just want to say that I was down in New Orleans this week, and uh, not telling anybody else from Chicago. I asked them. Uh, I said, you know, who's your uh, worst opponent? You guys think you guys could face during the playoffs if you face them? And they all told me the Bears. They're afraid of our defense. They're afraid of our offense being, you know. Well enough, doing well enough to win, but uh, everybody said I don't want to face Chicago's defense because uh, they're too good, and I think uh, the Saints can't do well against them. Good so call, I was Neil. Wondering what your guys' opinion was? Thank well, you, brother. Neil. This has been happening all year from day one. These people have been shutting people down. Here, the Vikings fighting to get into the playoffs. They're at home. It's the last game. Everything is on the line for them. And what do they do? They get a total net yards of 164 yards. Excuse me, yeah, 164. Run a total of 52 offensive plays for an average of 3.2 yards a carry. That is... <laughs> <laughs> they well, got, they got outs, right? I mean, Ed, that our, yeah, you're right. Our defense <laughs> is a lockdown defense, and I don't see them having a bad game with the confidence and and the way they play. Now, Glenn, let me tell you something. Let me jump right? in here. Let me Go tell ahead. you something. What you just said, you're exactly correct. It's been week after week, and then like three quarters through the season, we're at home against a juggernaut team called the Los Angeles Rams, and the kid by the name of Golf, a quarterback, who's throwing the ball all over the lot. They walked out of here with their heads between their tail, and I'll tell you, our defense mauled them. Manhandled them, beat them up. Our offense did the same thing. Our offensive line pushed those all-world defensive linemen, pushed them all over the place. Who's to say all of a sudden we're going to get into the playoffs and we're we're not going to continue doing that? Our defenses are going to be aggressive and powerful. Our offensive line all of a sudden is going to find a way to fall into some hole somewhere. I'm telling you, if I was any team. In the national, the last team I would want to be paying are the Bears at home or away. I, I got to tell you, just a little little behind the scenes thing here. What Ob after victories and even sometimes after losses, he likes to have a little little drink after the game. He gets himself a nice hot chocolate. Little Dan brings it in here, and he normally sips on it. Today, just with the confidence flowing over there, that first hot chocolate just went down so smooth. You were you, you were ready for a second one, and it was unbelievable. It was the, the taste of victory, Ob. Right? Well, I've had three. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking them like they're shots. Those are great hot chocolates. That he's not little Dan anymore either. He's a big young man that continues to grow. Hey, the one thing about the uh, the Saint matchup, and come on, let's be real about this. The Saints got beat at home. They they didn't place the same emphasis on the game that the Bears, Matt Nagy did, and for a lot of reasons. I got it. I understand. But all that being said, their offense. You know, and, and you know, cause there's always a time where you want to be peaking and as ed pointed out at the beginning of the show we are you know we were a good team at the beginning say thanksgiving we're a good team we're a hell of a team now and we have gotten better at a lot of different spots not only is the defensive secondary playing off the charts we'll get eddie jackson back next week but the offensive line and and running the ball and the balance of this team we had the ball for 37 minutes today, 
Minnesota 23. When they had to have the ball. They had to have it. You can't score without it. You got it. And we took it away and kept it away from them for 14 minutes longer than they had it. We had it a quarter longer. All those things being said, we know the Saints and Drew Brees is special. They can read the stats just like we can, but they watch film and they know this defense is trouble. Let's do the Muller game-changing moment sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Maryville. The game-changing moment, I don't know, you, you pick one out here, Hampo? Anything stick out? I know this sounds, I, I think this sounds ridiculous, cause. but how about the uh, second play of the game when Jordan Howard goes over right guard for 42 yards or whatever? And it was basically, hello, we're here, and we're not scared, and we're going to be here until the end of the game. And, they, and, and Minnesota never had an answer on either side of the ball from that point on. And I, I got to tell you, I know that sounds like a kind of a cop-out, but no, from, that, from that play on, it was over. Yeah, we we and it, we won the game by just crushing them up front offensively, and so it it really did. You know, Ed, we, we could discuss this all day long, but it makes an inexperienced quarterback much better when you can pound the football like that because now you know it's pretty easy to find an open receiver in a play action. Uh, no mode. question it's, about it. it. You know, the backers the backers are running up, and there's big spacing in there. So even. Uh, you know what? Just like uh, you know, the, that was the Mueller moment. Just like uh, give a, a big shout out to the Mueller Dealer Auto Group. I'll tell you what, they've been with us uh, for a long, long time. Loyal, wonderful people. Got dealerships all over the suburbs, Chicago land. And I'll tell you what, just want to thank you, Mike Mueller, and to the boys. Because guess what? There always is a Mueller in the house. They're terrific people. Car- Thank you. Their cars are so good that if they get stolen, they actually somehow come back to you. <laughs> and yeah, you know that. I do. Mark and clean it up, right? <laughs> so that, big thank yous. Yeah. Big thank you to the Mueller group. That was a year ago Thanksgiving. By the way, we could talk about an anniversary that's coming up uh, on Tuesday. 30 years ago, it was the Fog Bowl. I think a couple people in this room have a memory of that game. Uh, and a reminder, Bulls fans, enter for your chance to win the ultimate VIP Bulls Night experience at chicagotribune.com slash bullsquiz. It's courtesy of Chicago Tribune. More of your calls coming back here, 312-981-7200. Take a little look at the matchup, and there was stuff with the Eagles quarterback today with Nick Foles getting dinged up, and we'll update that. Yes, Hampton. Will that be the last time the Bears played the Philadelphia Eagles in a playoff game? Uh, That's the last time. And it was right here in Soldier Field. The fog ball 30 years ago. You know what? I don't think the Bears give a damn who they play right now. They don't, even kids, care. They, they don't care about 30 years ago. I don't, if they can play on Lakeshore Drive, uh, on a barge, I really don't think we're – they really don't care. Boy, these kids, I'll tell you what, this whole coaching staff and everybody, wow, what a job they've done. And the players themselves are given everything on every play. And, folks, that's unbelievable. That how, really is. How, how many times today did we hear the announcers? We're all talking about $84 million for that pile of nothing in Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and the announcers were basically saying, are you out of your mind paying this guy that kind of money? Well, guess what? The Bears, they it's nobody talked about how much anybody was making. They were too busy making tackles. Quick timeout. Your phone calls next. Bears 24, the Vikings 10, Minnesota out of the playoffs. By the way, it's pretty impressive by the Vikings. Uh, that is... 
The last three times they've gone to the NFC Championship game, which they did last year, they missed the playoffs the following year. That's hard to do. That's pretty impressive. All right, quick timeout. 720 WGN. Touchdown, Bears! Chicago Bears conversation is here. The Hamp and OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. We are about accuracy on this show, damn it. I did uh, somehow forget the 2002 Philadelphia Eagles beating the Bears uh, 33-19. So this will be the third time uh, since, uh, if you want to go all the way back to 88 for the Fog Bowl, for the Bears and the Eagles. The Fog Bowl, 2 and now 2018, 312-981-7200. Kazi, you got any memories of that Fog Bowl? Uh, yeah, it got really, uh, it was hard to see anything. <laughs> That was my memory. That's, um, a, that's deep. And Dan, you know, it, listen, well, listen, I, I'll never forget, I think Maurice Douglas, Mo made a pick, and he came up the sideline, and all we heard was the crowd cheering, um, so we assumed it had to be something good with the defense, but really nobody knew on our sideline that it was intercepted and actually returned back to about our uh, their 40-yard line. Hampo? So, Hampo Fogball? Yeah, I just remember. You know, at this time of year, you, uh, you know, a lot of times, you, I guess you know, you've seen the Ten Commandments, and then where you see the pestilence coming through the city, and, uh, the, and it comes uh, engulfs everything. And that's what it looked like. And next thing you know, I saw Terry Bradshaw down on the sidelines because they couldn't see nothing from the booth. And that's enough to scare anybody. Yeah. It, it really it looked like the uh, museum had caught on fire. Literally, I mean, yeah. when you're looking at it, you just saw this. Big white cloud come over the uh, uh, the uh, north side of the end zone, and it looked like the museum over there either was on fire or something. You know, just was a lot of smoke coming. Hey, we're going to get back to that, but there's a there's a uh, YouTube you can go on it. It's called the Fog Bowl. It's a special they did on it. I thought it was going to be a real snore job when I was being involved in it, and I'm kind of shaking my head. I watched it. It was awesome, and I got to tell you, this week I'm going to make time to watch it. It's it's uh, kind of like a documentary about the fog bowl. Let's uh, let's drop in. That the would do- require me to know how to use a computer, I suppose, huh? Are you serious? I don't know. I got a kid; he knows how. Yeah, see, that's I see. I'm just saying, Ed. Would you agree? I, that would mean I'd actually have to figure out how to use YouTube. That's nothing nice. Uh, there you go, OB. Well, you tell him. for Big Ed. I, you know, I've listened to him, though. Use his whip, phone. Whip right through it, boys. OB's got his smartphone rolling all the time. Let's do the uh, the defensive star of the game, which is brought to you by Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Eddie Goldman's making plays. Akeem Hicks is making plays. Oh, boy. I mean, this tough, this tough one. Who do you got? You know, and, and and most of the time you could uh, you could hang it on. You know, I, 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 guys, I'm just telling you, the entire defense played their yep. maybe their best game of the year. And you know, it, Khalil Mack was always a factor. He didn't have like three sacks or something, but he was a factor. Akeem Hicks made a number of big plays. Eddie Goldman, a couple of astonishing plays. Uh, Robertson Harris made a <laughs> a, a, a huge uh, play. The, the secondary, uh, Mukamara had his worst game of the year, but uh, all things being considered, even uh, Bush, uh, Deion Bush uh, filling in for Eddie Jackson, did fine. He had, uh, he had a penalty, but hey, man, he was going 100 miles an hour trying to make a play. So let's give it to the entire defense for an amazing job. Well done. Three, yeah, I, I then have to take issue with you on that one. I mean, that's fine for today, but the best effort all year that I saw was at home in front of our great fans, us annihilating 
the Los Angeles Rams. Came in with 11-1 record, flying high, throwing the ball all over the area, and they got absolutely buried three one Soldier Field. Three one two nine eight one seventy two. We'll just give it to the defense, right? Yeah. Is what we're doing, and yep. I, I yep. think we yep. all agree. The, I mean, the entire defense. Leonard Floyd, uh, uh, you know, Cal Fuller, everybody. Danny Trevathan right. made plays. It was right. total dominance, start to finish. Let's get John in Fox Lake on seven twenty WGN. John, you're up. Go ahead. Guys, I'm lighting my victory cigar. My Rocky Patel is lit. Congratulations to the Chicago Bears. Not a Davidoff. Suffered. What's that? John, not a Davidoff? Yeah. No. It's all right. Go, I, I got you, John. I, I, I feel you on what you're doing there. So keep yeah, going. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got something you know, more to add to it. I've got to say two things. Uh, Long definitely made his presence known on the offensive line. He did. And thank God he's back. Number two. I don't know if I want to blow up the Bears' uh, coaching staff, but Javon Wims, where has he been? I, I, I've been preaching this whole season that we need a big guy, and this guy's six four, and he's got speed. Yeah, he's a rookie out of Georgia, but why has he not been in the rotation earlier in, in the year? I know it's one game. Who do you who do you want to take out, John? Who, yeah, who, I mean, who the are you sitting? Guys that John in front of him are really good. So it, it just. What it does more than anything else, it probably tells you, John, that our coaching staff has done a great job of preparing a young player for his moment in Week 17. So it only makes you stronger. And, and give that kid credit for keep, keeping himself ready, right? I mean, you're sitting on the practice squad all season long. You don't yeah. know you're going to get out there. Smart kid. No, and, and he's but he's worked hard. And I'm telling you, Kevin White running professional routes says a lot about Nagy, the offense, his receiver coach, you know, all these coaches working together, putting it together. This is a this is a fundamentally sound team, and that's hard to you know it's hard to find in the NFL these days. Everybody wants the speed and the big plays, and you know, being a great athlete. But I'm looking at this Bear team, and they're fundamentally sound on both sides of the ball. We we need our kicker to be a little more consistent, but. That, you know, we got to find something to complain about, I suppose, right? How about a lot more consistent? Yeah. Cody yeah. Park. Yeah, Doink. We ought to just nickname him Doink. Cody Shanky. Hopefully that will not come to be a problem in the playoffs. All right, quick time out here. You know the one thing I want to say? Yeah. You know, with Minnesota, Mike Zimmer, I tell you what, I, I never thought I'd see, uh, because I thought he was a pretty good coach. I never thought I'd see a team main, mean so much. That last, you're at home, you're playing the Bears, and, and you got to win the football game. And boy, to let the players and the, where were the coaches? Where were they for four quarters? And more important, where the hell were those players? What did that game mean to them? I mean, I watched them. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing out there. Where was the effort? Where was the effort by the offensive line? The running backs. Where was the effort by the quarterback? Defensively, are you kidding me? They were awful. How can you let this happen? And I'll guarantee you, that game, I'll bet you, it took about five minutes for every player to get a shower and get out of that locker room and get the hell out of harm's way. Because I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, there was a lot of heat coming in that locker room after that game 
tonight. Well, they heard a bunch of club dub going on. Bears were celebrating right down the hallway as they were heading to the playoffs as they made their way out of the well, arena. Well, I'll tell you what, that, 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 I'll tell you, the Minnesota Vikings ought to hang their head in shame the way they were coached and the way they came out and played. It was lose, lose. All the way across the board. And think about this. The Bears went 5-1 and one in the division. They flubbed the opener against the Packers. Otherwise, they not only sweep the division, they have left this NFC North in disarray where they stand tall as the champions. Back to your calls after the news, 720 WGN. This is the Hamp and OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Camp OB with Kaz with you till 8.30 tonight. I am staying on for a half-hour bonus karma hour, half-hour, right, from 8.30 until 9. Kaz, you're excited about that half-hour. I know you are. Well, I'm going to listen. See, that's I mean, t- that's right. I'm going to stay up and have my little bear uh, onesie on and listening to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. 312-981-7200. We're waiting on game times for the Bears and Eagles, but the uh, Colts and Titans are playing tonight, so we're not going to have that for you because uh, that is a win-and-get-in game tonight. So we'll find out sometime late tonight if the Bears are playing Saturday or Sunday, but who really cares at the end of the day? They're in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Let's get Josh and Joliet on 720 WGN. Josh, you're worried about the kicker? Yes, and, um, you know, if, and if, we, if we go to the Super Bowl and it's towards the end of the game and he misses it, that means we'll lose the Super Bowl. So, and Pace and Nagy really don't seem too concerned about it. Obi, what do you think about this? All right, Josh. Well, uh, <laughs> let's hope when they get to the Super Bowl, <laughs> that it doesn't come down to this, and I don't think it will. Because I, the, what I've seen so far, I don't see any team really beating this team. And if, if it's a real tight game, our defense is going to come up with a play. And I, so if we're in the Super Bowl, I think our defense will take care of it, and they won't have to worry about kicking a field goal. That's what I think. So it's really... The, the level of confidence is we don't even need a kicker. We're just that good, basically. Yeah, and and in an abstract way, it does kind of embolden a team. They're like, well, we'll go for it on fourth if we, if we, you know, if we have any qualms about whether or not uh, Parky's ready. He, he's twenty two of twenty nine during the course of the year, but he's missed field three goals. Uh, field goals. But he's missed three extra points. Ten kicks. Now think about that. I mean, that's a one foot putt. You got. I mean, that's that's got to be a hundred out of a hundred. I know other people around the league. It don't. It doesn't matter. He's got to be better. Now we all know about the uh, debacle he, at Soldier Field. Then he started coming down and you know working, trying to you know acclimate himself to the conditions at Soldier Field. Whatever. Maybe maybe New Year's celebrations won't get in the way where he can come down and do it a couple of times this week. They are playing. If they get to the Super Bowl, they're out in California, I think. So, you know, no, it's in Atlanta. Atlanta indoors. Oh, it is. You're right. It's so in we're, we're indoors, so it shouldn't matter. But I guess he doinked one today indoors too. Yep. So, yep. I, you know, it, it, listen. If it, it's nitpicking a little bit, but that's pretty much 
if you have a concern, it's about his psyche because kickers are, are, are goofy guys. And when they're confident, they knock it through the uprights. You lose a little confidence, and you start missing. Yeah, but so, it's, it's a small part, but it's a huge part. Like, the best play for the oh, Minis- yeah. Minnesota Vikings today, I would argue, is, was their 65-yard punt. It's the only thing they did well today, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and you know what? That was almost a game-changing moment. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to flip the field. It's going to do, uh, you know, something for the, the to embolden the Vikings. And of course, uh, you know, they dribbled down their leg, and the Bears, you know, put together a touchdown drive just to kind of put an, uh, you know, exclamation point on how bad the Vikings were today. But all that being said, okay, Parky is an issue. But we've got so many other parts of this team playing so well. I'm not as worried as I was a month ago. couple questions right. for you. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Confidence level. Can the Bears win the Super Bowl? Who do you want to give the most credit to this year? Phone lines are open for you. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Who's who's feeling the love as we enter twenty nineteen? Let's get uh, Greg in Kankakee on seven twenty WGN. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, first of all, I want to just say that uh, longtime season ticket holder, and um, I mean, I went to the Super Bowl back in '86, and I just want to say, Dan, man, you are a great player. I, I don't know a lot of the younger crowd right now; they probably don't realize how good you were, but man, you were a complete stud. Um, well, the other thing so I wanted much. to get to Thank is uh, just how big this game was today and and how they were talking about how once the Rams won how it really wasn't a big game but this was huge I mean I it, Trubisky the, the experience that he gained today in that hostile environment in Minnesota I thought was just humongous I mean and, and for Nagy to go in there and, and win this game and beat them on their own turf and knock them out of the playoffs I think this is a, just a huge boost for the the playoffs don't you guys hey Greg it would have been a sin if these guys, if these this coaching staff didn't play their front guys, and we went and basically surrendered the game because we don't want to get anybody hurt, they did the right thing. You know, again, I keep saying there's only 16 games. Sit these guys for what? But they played them, and these guys and the defense never let up. They've been doing the same thing the past 15 weeks. They went out the 16th week, and they went after them just the way they did before. That's great. The offense played great. And again, number one thing I'll say, the improvement on this team has been the offensive line ever since the Ram game. They stepped up to the plate, and they haven't stopped. So I'm very proud of them. Absolutely. Here's here's the thing that I, I was thinking about. And again, you know, and this is this is not the guys that I played with a long time ago, thirty years ago, where we did we didn't care. We went out. Now everybody, I mean, they get a little tweak in their shoulder. They want to take off a couple of weeks. This team, them coming out and playing in in this fashion today, I mean, it not only shocked me, but Bear it, football. Hey, it, it I guarantee you, it shocked the Vikings. It will shock everybody. In the league, when they put this tape on. But here's the thing. To Matt Nagy's credit, and just to kind of echo what you said, OB, at halftime, the, uh, the, uh, gal that, you know, asked the question at halftime. Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews said, hey, uh, uh, coach, uh, what are you going to do something different now? You know, the Rams are up 21 to three. You know, it's, you know, there's no hope of getting the, uh, second seed, blah, blah, blah. He said, so what? I don't, he wasn't even watching the score. He did not alter his plan. He basically said, we came up here to put a boot 
in the horn, and they did it for 60 minutes. And I got to tell you, when OB and I were walking into the studio, Mark, I said, anybody that wasn't a believer, by God, you better you better open your eyes because now this team is for real. I thought. And to answer the question, Mark, the, the, the question is yes. Uh, what the Bears did today was the, the best thing you can do, and it does give them momentum going into the playoffs because they just played the game and they don't care what people think. And so, to, you know, our, our, our caller's question was, will this help? Yes, it helps. And Ed said it best and Dan said it, reiterated it. Yes, this is how you're supposed to play the game because you don't get that many opportunities. But, but, so, great to see him do it. New Orleans didn't do it. Some of these other teams threw games, but the Bears did not. And yeah. that's going to help them. I, I hate to throw a, a turd into the soup here, but just, you know, they are going to be playing a tougher team. The Eagles have been playing very good football in the back end of the year. So by winning today, you do get a tougher opponent. OB shaking his head at me and, and looks like. Okay, so I that's mean, the thing. You, you guys don't, don't think it matters. Or you're not. You show up and you play. Who Bring them all on. This team, they fear nobody right now. Okay. I, I, and you know what? And, and remember, back in September, we were admonishing him, Nagy, because he didn't play anybody in the preseason. We said, you only get better when you play. You can practice all day until the cows come home. It's the game conditions that make you become a great player. And you know what? They've worked this out through the course of the season. Like I said, five weeks ago, we were a good team. The last month, they have put the hay in the barn. They are now a great team. Think about this. We've got a better record than the New England Patriots. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, and you you look at it too, Kaz. You know, you lost to Green Bay in Week One. Could have won that game. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. Should have been should have been the Dolphins too. Lost in overtime. They got tired in the heat. Could have been the Patriots at home. Lost by a touchdown. You were 3-3. Three and three. And then the other loss is to the Giants, which was a game that they could have won. He should have won, too. You could easily be 14-2 and two or whatever you want to put it at. It's crazy. So, all things being considered, yes. Not only did the team, I think, grow up on that Ram game, as OB has said. Today, they basically printed the card saying, bring it on. We're waiting for you. Here we you. come. Hey, yeah. ca- we're ready and let's go. And you know what? Don't think. Uh, every team that's in the playoffs, they do not want to play the Bears. The Eagles don't want to play us. They're going to have to, but you know, if they had a choice, they would pick anybody but us. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the phone number if you want to jump in here. Things that you uh, are most excited about with the Bears in the playoffs. Who gets the most credit? Kazi, I, I guess we're saying goodbye to you. It's your birthday tomorrow. Is that true? Yep, yes it is, and thank you guys. Happy birthday. Happy New Year. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. And it's been a been a joy to, to watch this transformation, and you know, I, I hope we continue to do this over the next uh, five weeks because then that would be something special. So 2019 is, is looking up for sure for the uh, Bear fans. And let's give credit to George McCaskey, who, who told his general manager to go and spend money and you know to pull that Khalil Mack deal together and put it together. That was a big moment for Bears and the Bear fans. You know, 2018 happened when that deal went down. Well, happy birthday, and you're the only guy I know where 80% of America celebrates with you. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's New nice. Year's and Eve. I use that light all the time, so you got it. I'll see you guys. Well, hold on, Kaz, because you just said that there's a caller who wants a sort of a bird dog off what you just went with there. Les in Oak Park, what, what do you want to? Who do you want to give credit to? <laughs> 
Well, first of all, I'll say, Ed, I met you a few years ago at St. Pat's, and I told you I loved you with Illinois, I loved you with the Bears, I love you the most on the GN, and I just wanted to reiterate that. Thank you. Uh, people are not giving enough credit, or any credit, to Virginia. Because she told her son, remember a couple of years ago, she said, I am tired of this mediocrity, and he put some spurs on his boots, and we see the results. So my head is off to Virginia McCaskey. All right. Fair enough. Thanks, Fair Les. Enough. Virginia getting love. That's something new. And you guess, when you strip it all away... Who has to sign the check? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Virginia's the one who's got to sign the check. <laughs> but, you know, I, listen, when I bring up George, I bring it up because I, I think, you know, Ed, we've all talked about this for a while, and he, he really has. You know, when he first when he first made the first move, he might have stumbled out with Fox, but he, he's he's he opened the checkbook and said let's go get the best players possible and ryan pace went out and, and did a tremendous job like i said with the free agents that they were able to to bring in i mean they changed the wide receiver core in the off season and those were all you know semi-veteran players young players but all guys that uh you know were they were they were not the top guys that the other teams were trying to get so he really did put together a really nice free agency uh, you know, signings this year. And, and that, that's paid dividends. Well, here's the thing. When Mike McCaskey stepped down, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, certainly I was with Doug on another radio station, and the question was put to me, what do I, what do I know about George and what do I think that now George McCaskey is going to be the president of the Chicago Bears, basically the head person. And I said, let me tell you this. I've always liked Mike McCaskey, never had a problem with him. But I said, let me tell you folks about George McCaskey. He will be nobody's fool. Don't you ever think that this guy is not alert, smart, and thinks all about good things about the Bears. Nobody will pull a wool over his eyes. I remember I made that statement a few years ago, and I'll tell you what. I think George is stuck to his guns. I think he there's a little bit more credit, Glenn, like you said, than what's going on here. But the fact is, he did make the decisions, and we are where we are because of George, whether you like it or not. You know, one of the free agents that we have not mentioned, Trey Burton, he actually led the team in receptions today. The guy, as you said, Hobie, nobody ever covers the guy. All I'm saying is, I'm just saying. Throw to him. He covers him. I'm just saying, all the pieces are in the right places. 312-981-7200. Kaz, happy birthday, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Look forward to next week, boys. Here we go. All right, Kaz on the way out. We're with you till 830. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. Third down and six. Trubisky backpedaling the pass. That was one of the better catches all season long today from Taylor Gabriel. That was that was tough in the air, one handed. I thought that was that okay. Was... How many years here in Chicago? And I, okay, I know Alshon was a was a good player when he played, but but, <laughs> but 
We watch, uh, you know, everybody watches the Steelers and these guys. They're all making these catches. Nobody, nobody ever catches these balls like this in a bear suit. Finally, this year, Robinson, Anthony Miller, Trey Burton, Taylor Kemp. Miller. They are amazing. And you know what? What? Hey, you know what, Mitchell Trubisky? Just keep your head screwed on the right way. Don't think you're uh, Patrick Mahomes or anything. Just keep doing what you're doing. You guys can win as long as you stay inside the, the, the bubble because you got a lot of good things around you. you got a hell of a running game, a smart coordinator, offensive line, great receivers. Hey, how would you like to be Mitchell Trubisky tonight? Hey, Dan, let me tell you something. I I mean, I, I can tell you what, folks, and you Bear fans, you've seen it yourself. Last year, the year before, the year before, the year before, the year before. You can go back 10, 12 years. You ever see the kind of receivers we had here? I remember the last two or three years, we would have receivers like they're going over the middle, quarterback throws the ball, and the guy jumps in the air. Then the ball's waist high. He jumps in the air, ball falls out, and the guy falls on the ground. Remember these things? We didn't have a receiver could catch a football, and if he did, they couldn't find a way to run with it. Now, in one lousy stinking year, look at where we are with receivers. Wow. Injury report, by the way, brought to you by the Mancini Law Group. One law firm, one promise, maximum justice, maximum results. The reason why I bring it up right now with Taylor Gabriel, he did leave the game, and he has a rib injury. I don't know uh, what that looks like as far as being ready to go next week if your ribs dinged Take up. Take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Take a shot. Get out there. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. You know what? And, and Troy Aikman had a good little sidebar story about him being an undrafted free agent. They were. He was told, come to Cleveland and you'll make the team. Not only has he become uh, you know, a, an important part of this football team, there's something about him that he, he finds ways to get open. We and, that, and that's the other thing, you know. And 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 Brandon Marshall and Alshon, they couldn't get open eighty percent of the time. These kids, they get open. Great separation. And you're a receiver in this league for longevity. The one thing you better, I know, you got to have speed and everything. <laughs> but to tell you what, thing that's probably most important, you got to get separation. That's what makes it go over the top. If you're on hold, we'll get to you after the 8 o'clock news. Reminder that Nationwide is on your side. Locally, that's our Jeff Vukovic. Jeff personalizes your insurance. He separates, too. He does, big time. He's been doing that for decades, separating, personalizing, all of it. Simply click to jeffvuk.com. Great guy. Jeff's a great guy. Vuk is on your side. All right, quick time out here. Yes, all right, quick time out. News, and then we'll, uh, we got a half hour to go here. You're on hold. We'll get to you, and there is a line open for you, too. 312-981-7200. Bears are in the playoffs. They've won 9 of 10. Bring on the Philadelphia Eagles, 720 WGN. Second and goal. Cullen carries and takes it in. Touchdown, Chicago. A four-yard touchdown run by Tariq Cullen, his third touchdown rushing of the year. This offense that's without Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, and Anthony Miller, their top three receivers, have just driven it right down the throat of the Minnesota defense. You tell him, Joe Buck. That's exactly what happened today. What do you think of the broadcast crew today, Ham? Thought they were... They were fine. And you know what? It, 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 we all know that nobody wants to come out and say, well, Trubisky's got to be more accurate. Obviously, we take heat because we point it out. 
But, you know, Aikman went you know, around the corner trying to say, well, you know, those are throws that, you know, as a professional you've got to be able to make. You know, we, we get it. The kid's got accuracy problems. Some of those deep throws, they're out of bounds. Even if you catch them, you're out. Okay, all that being said, he made plays when he had to make plays. We win the game. That's all that matters. We move on. 312-981-7200. He did take one shot at him on the play clock. Because it was delay, delay a game, delay okay. a game. Okay, and those are the things that you know you you just can't you can't lose track of. That that that's your job. And and at the end of the day, he's he's he has to you know suck it up and say, hey, I got to be able to you know, be good enough. By the way, the ultimate insult, uh, Rick Geezer playing Prince underneath the uh, highlight of us sticking it to the Vikings, being from the uh, Twin Cities. That that's, as he was. That's a nice job by Geezer. I, I I was a little slow on that one. Good job. Yeah, I went right over your head. Yeah, I miss Prince. Five, right. five, eight. Yeah, right, Soon. exactly. <laughs> five, eight, and three quarters. <laughs> Let's get uh, Mike and Gurney on seven twenty WGN. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing? Enjoy the broadcast. It's fabulous as usual. Thank you. My uh, my question for you guys is this: Since the Ram game, it seems that Nagy has cut way down on the gimmick plays and kind of been playing bare football. And I running Jordan Howard, and you know maybe. And like Hampton said about his accuracy on the long throws, uh, staying within himself. Do you see him doing that same type of thing going into the playoffs? Uh, and I hope he cuts down on the – I call them gimmick plays because I think we're much better when we play bare football. And, well, and, and, Mike, let me ask you a question. When they went for two today and threw it to Nick Kwiatkowski, was that bare football? No. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess it's a gimmick. I guess. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I just, I just think that since the Ram game that he's been there's been less of the gimmick plays, and I guess doing some of them probably keeps the defense off balance somewhat. I, I, I don't know, but they don't seem to work as well later in the year that, as they did earlier in the year. I think. All well, right, Mike. Yeah, and I guess the the easy answer is. If it ain't broke, don't don't worry about trying to fix it. And we're doing fine. And a lot of times, I always thought that if a team was, you know, severely, you know, at a disadvantage, if you had great players and you had to do something special, you had to come up with gimmicks and and trick plays and throwbacks and the, and the bootleg. And uh, well, I think slowly but surely. The team has kind of come to a point where not only does Nagy trust the team and realize I don't really have to do all that stuff. Now, I know we've got a, a trick bag probably larger than anyone in the league if he wants to go into that. Okay, Kwiatkowski. Okay, how many defenses will identify him as a guy they're going to have to make sure they get somebody on him and cover him? He's never been on that on the uh, two-point conversion team. So who would have? Which one of those defensive players even know who he is? Who would even thought? Who would have thunk it that he could have went out and in a, a, a route and caught a ball? So all these things, they're I don't want to say ingenious, but hey, he's outside the box. Some of this stuff is working, but as you know, Ob, you like to say, when you try to gimmick people and rinking them, then you know what it. It creates like uh, a, a lasting impression and hard feelings, and people want to try to stick it to you when they get a chance. So be careful about all that stuff. But all all those things being said, 
You know, hey, Anthony Miller goes out today uh, on a repeat of the speed uh, sweep. And, OB, you said, hey, what are you doing running that play twice? He's got a bad shoulder. It's almost like you, you, you don't really need to do that. And that's one, that's a spot where it sometimes comes back and bites you. Well, here, you know, when, if you with great defenses and – you know, you could come out with all the trick plays you want, put somebody, big guy in the backfield or a big guy out at the flank or that Kikowski put him out at a flanker back or whatever. You know, the reality of it, folks, it doesn't matter. It really does. You got somebody in the backfield, and if he's going to go out into a pass pattern, somebody has the first back out, somebody has the second back out. If a tight end comes inside, Strong side safety, if he shoots outside, probably the strong side linebacker. It doesn't matter who you put there. There's no reason for you to change your defenses because somebody comes up with some crazy kind of concoction to put another player, a defensive player, out in a flanker spot where an offensive player used to be. It doesn't matter. You're a smart defense. Play your defense. If somebody comes into your territory, you know damn well you got them. It's not a mystery. It really isn't. And to answer the caller's question, I don't think that Matt Nagy's going to dial out of doing what he does. The, the BU on his on his sheet, whatever you want to call it, the laminate sheet, he's going to call his Matt Nagy plays in the playoffs. I don't think they're... You don't, the quick yes. switch on the punting team, where yeah. he brought the team back out on the field, and the official, right. obviously doing his job, stopping the play and letting the defense be able to you know, implement their and personnel. And he took another penalty. I, I, the one thing I didn't like today is, look, the game was over, and, and it didn't matter. He was just having Trubisky hand the ball off. But why is he in the game with six minutes to go? It didn't make any sense to me. Why, why would you have your quarterback out there? And the game was over. It was done. Put, put Chase what? Daniel in there, let him hand it off. It doesn't really matter. It's a very, very small point. But just if we're going to nitpick him, I would nitpick that. Uh, you know, he's, he's not going to put him in harm's way. He's right. not going to put Trubisky in harm's way. They got the game won. He's going to hand off or whatever he's going to do. Okay. They're not going to put him in harm's way, that's for sure. But let, 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 and bring the other back up in for three plays, four plays. Come on. Okay, but let me also throw this out here on the table. You know that everybody is a creature of habit. And if you have the opponent not only aware of the fact that you will do something outside the, the, the box, that you do it on a regular basis – it's almost like you'll drive them crazy because they're thinking, oh, we got to be proactively thinking. Okay, who are they? What's the personnel? And then a lot of times you, you, you forget about the, the nuts and bolts and you're thinking about the fluff. Now, I know this. When you're a smart time, defensive team, you don't. Well, uh, let me tell you this. So, Buddy Ryan, we're playing the New England Patriots and, uh, we're beating them pretty good. And late in the game, he puts us in a defense called the, the, the Jet. And the jet was the two defensive tackles basically lining up inside the offensive tackles. The defensive ends three yards outside, all three linebackers inside. You never see it. And it's a nutty defense. Anyway, we ran it for about six or eight plays. And after the game, you know, we're all kind of grousing, saying, what do you got us in that, man? And Buddy goes, hey, we got the Packers, the Vikings the next two weeks. Let them watch that on film. It's going to keep them up nights. And that's what he was thinking. I'm going to make everybody have to think about how, how to prepare for all this other stuff. And then the nuts and bolts will get you when you're not looking. But then again, I'll go back to what, to what I said. It doesn't matter. 
You, a defense is called no matter who you put. If if a like if a, you if you they're fundamentally inside, sound, Minnesota guys, wasn't. It doesn't matter if if a tackle but jumps not, inside. Somebody takes them. I got it. Okay, you either slide the line. There's a call. There's things to be made. You don't have to worry about. Oh my God. Oh, they put Kiyakowski out in the flanker back. Oh, my God, what do we do now? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. If that's your thinking, then you're a real dumb football team. But you know what? Kiyakowski actually had somebody on him. They were covering him. But it was like they were unprepared for him being the target, and he made the catch. He made, I mean, he made a good catch. He made a good catch. Leaped up in there. I'm like, okay, Nick Quickhouse. What a slap me silly! I didn't never look for it. By the way, uh, NBC is reporting, and others are saying uh, sources. Adam Johns, who does a podcast here, WGN. Uh, the Bears will host the Eagles at 3:40 p.m. at Soldier Field on Sunday. Uh, that's per source. Uh, so it's and. It's not official, official, but that's when it looks like the game will be three forty on Sunday, which I don't know what exactly what that means for us. But I would, if I was to gander a guess, we might very well be online for you for our post game show after the Bears whip the Eagles. But we'll, who knows what will happen uh, next Sunday? You we know do what it. Yogi Berra said one time: it's he hates to make predictions, especially about the future. So let's don't make any predictions we, yet. <laughs> no, 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 no predictions being made. Let me let me recant what I just said. Hey, let's do who brought it uh, today. Sponsored by the Blue Cross Blue Shield card of Illinois. You know what to bring. Who well, we it's got? Jordan Howard. You know, anytime you have a back go over a hundred yards in the NFL today, it's 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 it means a lot of people are doing their job, and especially the offensive line. Obi. Oh, there's no question about it. I uh, I think again if 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 I was to say one thing like all things being equal, what what is putting us in this position? Obviously, number one would be our defense. But I'm going to tell you, I'll go back to that offensive line. Offensively, you got to convert on third down, and I mean you got to eat the clock up. If you don't score a lot of points, you got to eat the clock up. And I'll tell you what they came to play against the Rams, and they haven't stopped. And that's huge for us. Huge. Because we got a running back that can make things happen. we got a little squirrel back there that when he comes in, he can make big things happen. And we got a quarterback that runs pretty damn good. So I'll tell you what, again, kudos to the offensive line because, boy, you talk, they've come to play, and they're there. The biggest improvement, and they're the biggest difference that this team has on offense or defense is our offensive line. Wild card schedule, uh, according to Adam Kaplan, who's uh, with uh, the NFL and Sirius Radio, four thirty-five East, three thirty-five. Let's do local times here on Saturday: the Colts and Titans versus the Texans. Eight seven fifteen Seahawks and Cowboys Saturday night. Noon kickoff: Chargers and Ravens. And then 3.40, the Bears and the Eagles on NBC. If you're on hold, we'll get to you in the next segment, and we'll wrap up Hampo B and Cos 720 WGN. This is the Hampo B Show with Cos, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 3.40... That's what it sounds like. 3.40 Sunday afternoon, the Bears and the Eagles from Soldier Field. It's going to be, hey, look, 
playoff game is a playoff game is a playoff game. It is not going to be easy. Nick Foles completed 25 straight passes today at one point. I mean, he, uh, now he got dinged, but that's a guy that uh, led the Eagles to the Super Bowl last year. Well, why, why else would they call him St. Nick in uh, Philadelphia? Obviously leading them to a Super Bowl championship a year ago. And, uh, you know, put the team on his back here the last month. And, and they've been do or die. And every week he comes up with, uh, you know, a, amazing performance. The Eagles are, you know, and I, I kind of thought the Vikings would have a little bit of this. Hey, when you're 13 and three, like the Vikings were, there's a certain residual kind of, um, you know, gravitas. Well, you think, hey, we got to turn it on and you, you're able to, you know, play. And great when you have to. Well, the Vikings never did. Well, guess what? The, the, even though the Eagles struggled all year, and I'll tell you this, Mark Carmen, you better believe everybody circled the Eagles on the calendar this year. And I remember 86. Everybody, they wanted to take us down. Everybody wants a piece of the champion. Well, they kind of survived, and Carson Wentz got a little better. Then when he went down, the defense picked it up. The running game starting to play better. All I can tell you is the Eagles, they're not going to go away quietly, but I love our matchup against them. After they lost to New Orleans 49-7 to in Week 11, the Eagles were sitting there at 4-6. and Then they went out and beat the Giants by a, by a field goal. Then they smoked Washington by a couple of touchdowns. They lost in overtime to Dallas, and the Cowboys have been playing great football for a long time. They went on the road and beat the Rams. I mean, that's, that's the type of team you're playing here. Now, Bears took care of the Rams, too, but they didn't do it on the road. They beat the Texans at home. Houston's in the playoff as a three-seed in the AFC, and then they got in today by blasting the Redskins 24 to nothing. It's a good you know, team. And, and, you know, it's funny. The Rams, they've almost become uh, the qualifier. The Bears f- kind of woke up and said, hey, Maybe we are pretty good. After they beat the Rams, well, same thing with the Eagles. After they went out there and beat the Rams, the Eagles started saying, hey, we are who we thought we were, the Super Bowl champions of a year ago. 312-981-7200. Let's get a couple calls in here. Mike from Rockford, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and this is great. Uh, the, the awakening of the Bears after, what, 25 years of slumbering, except for 2006. Um, I just, I got to ask you guys, I'm really worried about this, uh, Cody, or whatever his name is, Parkey. Um, this, this could be, you know, uh, really detrimental to a game in the playoffs. And I don't know what the answer is. Uh, obviously we can't keep trying to go for a two point conversion, uh, once we get a touchdown, but this is ridiculous. This guy missing extra, you know, extra points, extra points. I mean, uh, that's crazy. And I know that there isn't anybody out there at this point. Uh, how does it work, guys, in the playoffs? There's anybody. You, they're not going to be working guys out, are they? I'm not assuming that they're going to do that, are they? No, Mike, well, appreciate they, the phone call. They're not. Yeah, Mike, I would say they have people in mind, you know, if something happens during the week or whatever. But I'll tell you what, if you watch this guy kick, since he's been here, when you watch his kicks, they float to the right. I've said it. I don't know how many times. Turn around, even though he made it. You see his kicks; they float to the right. And when he tries to, when he misses them, then he tries to over adjust and comes around with the hook, and then he blasts the other upright or pulls it to the left. But watch him; his kicks all go to the right. They fade to the right. Yeah, and there's no, there's no way around this. He's going to be the That's what kicker. happens if you watch right. his kicks all year. Fades to the right. Nice guy, works hard, 
Well, we He's don't got to make him. Okay, if he was such a hard worker, why did he have to start coming down here after he was, you that's know, embarrassed? Fair, that's a fair point. I'm just saying, you know, and I, I again, I have no uh, use for kickers, but when you're in the playoffs, the margins all shrink, and every every point matters, every play matters. We we cannot afford to have him in a cavalier manner, being whether it's physically or mentally unprepared to go out and make every kick we call him to. Let's uh, do one more call. We have nowhere to go. Right. This is this is yeah, the guy. And with his contract, he we're married to him. We, we can't say, hey, Robbie Gold, you're out of the playoffs. You want to come kick for us one more time? It doesn't work like that. Uh, Maurice in the Avalon Park. Go ahead, Maurice. Uh, hello, gentlemen. First of all, uh, happy ho-ho holidays. <laughs> now, everybody's excited because the Bears are in the playoffs. But the key for them to go long in the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl is this. Number one, we don't need any stupid, stupid penalties by the offensive line. Number two, Mitch Trubisky cannot make stupid plays and stupid passes, and he needs to know the game clock. They pointed that out today when he had uh, a, um, a penalty, you know, for, um, you know, not passing the ball uh, or making the play. Three, Coach Nagy, let's stop the stupid trick plays. All right, Maurice. Okay, we got you. We got you. We got you. Yeah, this is a celebration, man. They're twelve and four. Don't don't. We don't need all that. Right well, now. yeah, a little rain. It has to be you know examined. And hey, again, Trubisky has to be better with the play clock management. Can't have delay a game. And we've we've talked all year about how the trick plays are sooner or later. It's a boomerang. Let's hope it don't come back anytime soon. Guys, we'll see you next Sunday, Bears and the Eagles. And uh, we will have Bartolini's here for you. Restaurant, catering, and banquets. Family-owned and operated since 1995. The 10-pound meatball. Congratulations to the entire Bear organization. This is finally, finally, we're in the playoffs. Something very meaningful, which I'm sure the Bear fans have been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'll tell you, it's here. Next Sunday... What about three thirty kickoff, three twenty five kickoff, three forty OB, three forty ninety nine percent. Let's go get them. Hey, and there's no reason why we can't. No, absolutely not. And all all year, all, ever since September, we said make the Bears great again. Well, they are, and we're going to show it next Sunday. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hamp and OB saying goodbye. I'm with you till nine o'clock, so stick around for that news coming up. Seven twenty WGN.